This is part one of Bell Ringers episode 35. Again, this is part one of Bell Ringers episode 35. Part two is uploaded on all podcast apps. Seven pitch, Harper. Hits one in the air, left center field, back it goes! Phillies fans, welcome back to the Bell Ringers podcast. Colin Daly and Ben Goldstein, an unhappy Colin Daly. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Phillies big big ten four win last night uh, against the San Francisco Giants, their wild card rival. We know we haven't potted in a while. Potted? Can we? Potted? That's a new one. Now? That's a new one. We're gonna make that a word. We have not done a podcast in a while. That's all right. We're back now. Been hasn't been a month, but it's been close to that. Uh, we had some vacations and some time off, but. Unfortunately, I think while Ben was gone taking time off, the Phillies also took time off. But, you know, it's, it's all good. <laughs> it happens. Um, that was a rough series loss to the Nationals that we all saw on national television there in Williamsport. We'll get to that in a minute or two. Actually, not in a minute or two. That's, you want to hint, that's one, our, one of our uh, Pepper questions is kind of Little League Classic themed. Um, Pepper is going to be our fourth segment but the start now, we want to welcome you to episode number 35 of the 35, bell ringers really? 35 I, that's that's what the channel says of uh, the bell <laughs> ringers podcast um this is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticketing app that makes it so so easy to buy your tickets all you have to do is download the SeatGeek app or go to seatgeek.com they have tickets to literally anything imaginable. If you need a ticket for it, SeatGeek definitely has is definitely has it. Uh, the NFL season right around the corner, NBA preseason, NHL preseason right around the corner, um, MLB playoffs also right around the corner. Very very big time for sports. Um, so yeah, uh, go to SeatGeek when you're there and you buy your tickets. Use code Philly Sports Report. P H I L L Y S P O R T S R E P. O R T, no spaces. Hold that S. Uh, that'll save you twenty dollars off your first purchase. Uh, it helps us out. It helps you out. So, just do it. Uh, so yeah, thank you, Seeky, for starting the podcast. Uh, social medias, go follow us. Link if you're on the YouTube, the link is in the description. If you're not on the YouTube, um, we are Philly Sports Reports on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. TikTok threads. Um, I think that's it. So yeah, go follow us there. Ben, so you, you mentioned the Sixers preseason. Is James Harden gonna be on the Sixers team? Um, um so I mean he, he's going now? to have a roster spot. If he is going to play is a different question. Um I kind of missed all of that and I kind of that's the first thing I was introduced to when I got back. Um how uh Harden just called Daryl Moy a liar. Which I mean, I don't know. I I could smell this happening from a mile away, um, which is why I think they should have gotten rid of him. But 
he opted into the deal, so it was on him. Um, so it's it's, it's going to be interesting. It will definitely be interesting. That is, that's a good word for it. So, Phillies, of course, they have a three-game series now against the San Francisco Giants, who are right behind them in the wild card race. Actually, I should, uh, I should go back and tell you the Cubs now. I believe I think I saw this last night. They are in second place. The Giants slid down into the third wild card spot. But regardless, Paramount, the Phillies, the series against San Francisco. Um, tonight, they've got Taiwan Walker on the bump. They have Michael Lorenzen going in game three. He's going to have to bounce back after a rough start against the Nationals on Friday. You are correct. The Cubs do have the second spot. They're a half game up of the Giants. Mm. Arizona's a half game back of San Francisco. Cincinnati's a game back. Miami's a game and a half. You love to see the Mets six and a half games back. I'll tell you that Mets have a very, very easy September schedule. They have the I don't want them to, but they have the potential to do something very funny. I mean, they it's, traded away their DH two outfielders, their it's two not best gonna, it's, it's, it's starting not pitchers. No, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. You wanna hear the um the Oakland Athletics run differential? Negative two hundred and 61. Cold. What? Minus three, worse than that. Minus 301. <laughs> it's always fun in section 301. 301. That's great. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. goodness. Neg- minus 301's crazy. Um, they are by far the worst. The second worst is Colorado. Minus 169. Well, I'll tell you, the Phillies, they've been climbing a little bit. They were right around like the Zero to ten. I think they're up in the thirties, forties now. They're plus fifty now. Plus fifty. Uh, I guess that last night probably did help. Well, their their wins. They're actually they're getting some substantial wins now. I mean, they had thirteen to two against the Twins, twelve to three against the Nats, and their losses here are like eight to seven, two to yeah. one, three to nothing, four to three. Uh, um. The um. The Brewers nine to and eight. the Phillies have the same exact record. So the Phillies. We're in the NL Central. They would be tied for first place. As we're recording this, I think there's a massive fight breaking out at Eagles down down in South Philly. Oh, they're practicing with the Colts. Are you? Kelsey just stuck there. Oh, my goodness. Kelsey's getting The entire teams are on the field pushing and shoving. Well, I mean, Jason Kelsey is a pretty big dude. He was actually bartending about 45 seconds away from my shore house a couple weekend, weekends yeah, he, ago. Yeah, he does that every year. That's like his thing. He does that with yeah. um, I probably could have looked out my window and seen him. I'm not kidding. Uh, anyway, back to the Phillies. The more important team right now, because they are the only one playing, other than the Union situation confuses me. Uh, I feel what like confuses they're like, you with the Union? Well, I thought they, they lost, and they played another game like three days later. Because one was a league's cup game, the other one's an MLS game. They were in the league's cup is like a tournament, and then the MLS is like the actual games. Well, did they win anything? They win a trophy if they won the league's cup, but they lost to Messi. Well, yeah, I got that part. But what was the the Friday game? MLS game. Like a normal MLS game with playoffs? yeah, like a normal like a normal league game like. It's just part of the that goes to the record. Well, did they 
clinch something? They clinched a different tournament next year. Oh, good lord! Yeah, it's I'm lost. All right, again, back them. to the important team here. <laughs> so, Philly split with the Blue Jays. I thought that was a pretty solid series. Ben didn't catch that one. Uh, the two to one loss was definitely frustrating. Uh, that had Yusei Kikuchi on the mound. weren't really able to muster anything up against him. Phillies did hit Kevin Gosman pretty well, just something they haven't done in the past. Big game from Bryce Harper there. Uh, the series lost to the Twins was a frustrating one. Um, pretty pathetic performance on the Wall of Fame. Wall of Fame alumni. Toyota, yeah, the Toyota Phillies alumni day. Uh, they got shut out on that Sunday. And then... Uh, Didn't they, they have did the bases really, loaded really... like three times? I heard the umpire yeah, was terrible. The umpiring was... I think Alec Bohm would give you the best best write-up of how bad those umpires were um there was a point where i thought every phillies player was going to get ejected it didn't happen uh harper somehow managed to stay in the game and i don't know if you saw this but alex mckay uh was the home plate umpire that same umpire crew had like another issue that kind of went viral on twitter like uh two or three days later um Series win against the Nationals was solid. Honestly, the most shocking thing from there is that the Phillies won the day after Michael Lorenzen's no-hitter. I mean, that is shocking. Absolutely shocking. They would throw a no-hitter, and then coming out and losing 12-1 to is my expectation for the next day. Yeah. I'm shocked they won that game. And they won the following game. They threw a no-hitter and won two straight. Uh, Royals, they played a sloppy series. It is what it is. They got the win. That's what's important. And the Marlins, I think a series win over the Marlins is solid. I would argue that it should have been a sweep. Um, they had that one nine eight loss. It was definitely a punch in the punch That's in the, the game where there. Trey Turner said he blamed the loss on him. That game. Yes, it was. That was when Dylan Covey almost. Oh, got we out haven't. Of and... We haven't spoke since we fixed Trey Turner. We have not. So I can't remember. We were both team ovation, right? Well, I was at the game. I was at the What'd first game. I gave him a standing ovation. That's nice. I was at the first game. Um, my good friend, the Philly captain, fixed Trey Turner. I I was there to help. I think it depends on the player with the whole ovation thing. Because it's definitely not straightforward. The Alec Bohm one, yeah, I definitely think the Alec Bohm one was better. Because it wasn't forced, it wasn't planned, it just happened. And we were showing our appreciation for a player who took responsibility for a non-baseball action. Whereas with Turner, it felt a little bit forced. Well, he, we could tell, he could tell, we could all tell that he was in his head. Um, That's true. Something was wrong. He did, he did say that he was, he blamed, he blamed the loss on himself and told everyone that he has to be better. And I really do think it's the recognition. Like, I do think part of it was the recognition. Like if he just kept playing poorly, 
I don't think he would have given him the ovation. Well, yeah, um, him saying that was like, okay, this guy is, this guy needs some help. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only way it could have gone wrong is if he didn't say, if that didn't happen and there wasn't that interview and we did it and it just kind of looked disingenuous, like we were just cheering for him being bad. Or I, I don't think that was the intention, even if it was the reality. But again, at this point, he appreciated it. He turned his season around. He's batting well over 300 since then, so no complaints there. So now, Ben, we got coming up. We got, like I said, we have the series against the Giants. They played 6:40 p.m. tonight, 4:05 tomorrow. Off day on Thursday. You know what I hate about these Thursday off days? What? They don't get our powder blue jerseys. Well, that's why they picked Thursday because that's the least amount of. That's usually there's no games on Thursday, so they are. Uh... Well, it wasn't Monday, and now it's all Thursday. I mean, what's our September schedule? We've got they only. It's very rare that they wear the um that they actually play on Thursday. We're gonna have two games in September. Phillies Mets at home on the twenty first on my birthday, and uh, the twenty eighth. Yeah, my birthday's not Thursday. That's gross. I think we should have and, a little, um, a little Colin Daly birthday party at the Phillies game. Oh, uh, that would be solid. Ooh, maybe have I'm gonna have school the next day, but we'll see. And then the Pirates, oh. the 28th. Um, that will be a powder blue game. Anyway, coming up again off day Thursday, Cardinal series Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the Angels will be a fun series with uh, Shohei Otani in the city of brotherly love. Maybe, Ben, just maybe, it'll be a little preview or like his tour before coming to Philadelphia in a long time. That's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not. It's just Honestly, not I don't even know if I want it to happen. That's just too much for me. See, like my good friend John Middleton um, might have a lot of money and probably enough for Shoyotani, but he just doesn't fit on the team. So, because we need Harper to. We need Harp. I don't think Harper. Do we think Harper will be ready to play right field by then? Maybe. And then what do we do with Schwarber? What do we do with Castellanos with our designated hitter when Otani's not pitching? Or even if Otani is pitching? Imagine if you've got a guy worse. like Schwarber coming off the bench. Like, just think about Well, what you can do is do. Uh, I mean, it depends how much you value defense, but theoretically. You've got JT behind the plate. You have Harper at first. At second, you've got Stott. Short is uh, Turner. Bohm at third. Left is Schwarber. Center is Marsh. And Castellanos is right. And Otani is your DH. Again, just keeping, I don't know how much you value defense. You're just keeping but... Harper at first base for the rest of his career? I think Bryce Harper is the type of player who if he can get Shohei Otani on his team and he, he has to sacrifice it. playing right field, yeah, he, he would do it in a heartbeat. I would do that too. You need and to he's make been, the leagues first. <laughs> he's been pretty solid. Yes, I mean, I don't have any complaints. He does what he needs. He's not the best first baseman in baseball. He's not going to be like Freeman or Goldschmidt over there, but he, he does what he needs to do. He fields the balls that are hit at him. He's made some incredible catches. Um, pop-ups, obviously the one against the Guardians. Um, 
was the, the highlight there. And I feel like he hasn't had the opportunity to scoop many balls. There haven't been a ton of balls thrown thrown that he has to pick. But, hey, we'll take it. I'm sure he's okay at those, but it's a lot easier to catch the ball when it's in the air. So, so Ben, we'll, we'll probably pod after uh, the Cardinals and Angels. What are you, uh, you going to give us for your record? I know you should do this at the end, but we'll, we'll cut to it right now. We've got – you know, we'll go seven games here. we got Giants for one. We're not going to pr- predict tonight's game because that's probably – well, can we? This will be out pretty soon, right? Yeah, I voted today. I'll get it out. All right. So we got eight games then. Two against the Giants, three against the Cardinals, three against the Angels. What you got? All right. So I think we split with the Giants these next two. I think we win tonight and lose on Wednesday. Um, mm. Well, I'm going, really? to the game. I'm going to the game tonight, so I want to win. Uh, um, then it was three against who? Cardinals. We should probably will not sweep the Cardinals, so we should, we'll go. We'll win two of three there, so then that's three and two. Um, that yeah, and then three against the Angels, we should win that series too. So realistically, you're looking at five and three. But what I've Think what we'll ha- I think we, I think we sweep the Cardinals, so I'm looking at six and two. So I'm the opposite there. I'm going to say six and two, but we sweep the Angels, yeah. and here's why. Well, the Cardinals still have a solid offense. They're not going to get swept a ton. Um, their pitching is just god awful. I mean, it's it's really bad. The Angels are kind of in the same boat, but I think that the Cardinals offense is just a tad better than the Angels offense. Um, of course, the Cardinals have Brendan Donovan hurt, and Randall Grichik hasn't really been killing it for the Angels. Um, he was kind of one of their bigger trade acquisitions. They're probably not going to have Trout back by the time um, the Angels come to Philadelphia. Yeah, I know he's been working. From what I understand, he's been working on some running. The handmate's obviously an issue. But he says that he's not going to wait till he's fully healed to play. He thinks he could still contribute to the team in some in some arm discomfort. The real reason, though, that I think the Phillies can sweep the Angels is because whether you want to admit it or not, everyone is rooting for the Angels. Yeah. Right? They've got Otani. They have Trout. Their, their owner, Art Moreno, is just a disaster class. And they went all in. They're going to be terrible next season, like so bad. Their players' contracts are expiring except Trout for the most part. Their farm system is probably this, one of the worst in Bay. It's not worse than the, uh, than the Astros. The Astros are really bad. Their minor league system is terrible. But the, uh, the Angels are a close second or third. So um, just because everyone's rooting for the Angels, they're going to get swept. I feel like it's bound to happen. They've been playing so poorly. Um, and then the Cardinals series, I think they take two or three. I'm trying to and track. Still with the Giants. I'm trying to track when Otani, if Otani's going to pitch. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how. Well, the Cardinals have who, – who do we have going for the Cardinals series? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. 
Um, Angels pitching schedule. This should tell me. Probably little pitchers. Here we go. Uh, all right, it didn't tell me anything. Hmm. They did a segment on Alec Bohm on MLB Network this morning. It might have been last night. Uh, so he's pitching on Wednesday. So he's pitching tomorrow. And how many people are in their thing? What's the how many? What's their man rotation? How many pitchers the Angels have? The Angels. I don't know. Um. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You think he'll pitch in like nine, ten, eleven days? I don't know. Well, hold on, hold on. What do you mean in nine, ten, eleven days? All right, anyway, next segment. <laughs> um, we have the roster slash lineup evaluation. Brought to you by Colin Daly. Yeah, I, I'll tell you. I feel like I'm I'm good at taking a certain stance on on topics that are highly debated. The lineup, though, I just cannot figure it out for the life of me. It's it's very tricky. So I don't want to actually start from the top. I want to start from the bottom. Oh, the. What's so confusing is because any of your options that you're putting toward the bottom of the lineup are, are your, your, your faster guys, right? You've got Edmundo Sosa pitched toward the bottom of the lineup. Johan Rojas, when he's there, he's in the nine hole. Garrett Stubbs is quick. Um, Jake Cave is pretty quick. Who am I missing here? Ben Marsh is quick. He's usually somewhere between seven and nine. And when you leave Kyle Schwarber, in the spot, you completely negate their speed. And this is what's tricky about it because you've got – like think of a guy like Johan Rojas or uh, Brendan Marsh. I would say more Rojas here. Sosa could fit this profile. Um, hit for a high average, not a ton of power, right? Rojas is going to poke a single up the middle, maybe something the other way. Might pull it between in the 5-6 hole. But – he has the ability to essentially end up on second whenever he hits a single. Same thing goes for Trey Turner. But when you have Kyle Schwarber hitting behind you, or I guess in front of you, I don't know how you would phrase that because he's the one hitter and he's the nine hitter, but he comes up after you. It's a tool. It's probably Rojas' second best tool behind his ability to get really good reads on fly walls is his speed, and you're not utilizing that at all. Because there's no situation with Kyle Schwarber batting where you think, I need to steal a base right here. Well, what do you think? Like, do you, do you follow why I see that issue? Yeah, I just think moving – Schwarber's so good in that lead. Like, when he's in that leadoff spot, he can produce. So, like, I just don't – I see all the he people – Because he's hitting 180. Well, he's a better hitter in the leadoff spot than he is – well, no, no, we, we don't know that. We've never given him the extended opportunity to show that he's 
also he can also be a good hitter at another spot in the lineup. When they did it in the beginning of the season, he was horrible, and then they started moving him, and he instead of hitting one forty, he hit one eighty. So I don't, I don't think I still, I don't know if it, what spot that he should be in. I don't love him in the leadoff spot, but I also don't love him. I like, agree. Yeah, I agree with that. It's too. like, like I don't know, like, I don't know where to put him. Whoa, James Harden's got fined a hundred k. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, you know. Because then I, I keep seeing these problems as I'm trickling down. Because the guys who they do put at the bottom of the lineup are singles hitters. So, for instance, I don't understand why you're going to put Brandon Marsh at the bottom of the lineup and then have him hit. Because Brandon Marsh has been your second best, most consistent hitter on this team prior to his injury. I shouldn't say best or most consistent, but he's he's had the most power and extra base hits He's got a really good eye. His OPS really is the second best behind Bryce Harper right now. Um, it's in like the low eights, which honestly, if someone told me in the beginning of the season that only two Phillies players were going to have an OPS in the 800s, I'd be super concerned. But yet here we are. It's August. The offense has been underwhelming, and we're going to have to fight through that. We're saving it for October. But, sure. Of course. <laughs> we're saving it for October. If you're going to put Brandon Marsh at the bottom of the lineup, why wouldn't you put him right behind the guy who hit who leads your team in home runs and RBI? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So right now how it, the lineup looks is you've got you've got see this makes me so frustrated I can't even talk about it. You've got Marsh who's hitting seventh or eighth, and then you've got like Jake Cave, who yeah, he's been hot recently, but at the end of the day, he's been a a triple A player in his career for a reason. And then after him You've got Johan Rojas, who, yeah, you know what? Rojas is great. Good for him. But at the same time, he's hitting like 250 in his last however many games is that? His last seven games. So I'm not completely sold on Kyle Schwarber hitting leadoff still. At this point in the season, I don't think it's smart to mess with it. Are they exceeding expectations? No. But the rate they're going, are they going to make the playoffs if they, if they at least keep up this pace? They are. If you move down in the lineup, the rest I'm honestly fine with. Uh, Trey Turner in the two-hole, I can, I, can, I can deal with that. I'm, I can power through and I can make it. I don't love it, but it's there. He's got to hit somewhere in the lineup. Uh, I really actually liked what they did last night, staggering the lefties and righties. I really, I feel like that handcuffed Gabe Kapler a little bit. I think that's important because he's not my favorite guy. I don't like his managerial strategies that much, but I know he's smart. And when there's something there, like a lefty, and you got four lefties in a row like they did two nights ago, Gabe Kapler is going to see right through that and put their, his best lefty in that spot. So, um, Wait, when did we do that? We had our four. Was I not here for that? I thought that was Sunday night. Uh, Didn't they go? Because uh, I think they, yeah, it was. They went. Uh, wait. Because it was the, they they stacked a whole bunch of lefties against Trevor Williams. Because up until last night, Trevor Williams couldn't get lefties out. Or sorry, up until two nights ago. 
Terrell Williams couldn't get lefties out until he decided to spin two hit, no run ball against. Oh yeah, we went, we went Marsh Cave Stubbs. Yeah, Schwarber, and then Schwarber. And then, I mean, we get down there, we've got Castellanos, three, four hole. He's been a little underwhelming lately. I prefer Nick Castellanos when he's hitting singles and doubles and not home runs. Um, though I will say, when he does hit home runs, they definitely seem to be ones in much-needed situations. Like, JT Realmuto is the king of hitting home runs that we don't need. When was the last time JT Realmuto hit a clutch home run other than game one of the World Series. Exactly. <laughs> Every, JT Realmuto hits home runs in games, and we don't need them. Uh, opening day, you hit a clutch one. Not opening day, the home opener. Yeah, I don't remember that, to be honest with you. It was um, it was like the seventh inning or something. He had one take the lead. I remember that. Well, he had a... I, I feel like he had a relatively clutch one recently. Um, but he definitely has... A lot of ones that are not super relevant compared to a guy like Castellanos. So I feel like whenever he does hit one, it's important. We saw it against the. Um, now you weren't here for this. But we saw it against the the Nationals in Game Two of that series. So we've been talking about the lineup construction. I guess I don't know if you want to say this is a good problem to have or a bad problem to have. We have a utility log jam. I want to go just touch on this real quick before we play our pepper. So we got what we got. Let's let's give you a little rundown. We got a Mundo Sosa hitting two fifty two on the season. His OPS is at seven twenty one, but in his last seven games, he's got an OPS well over a thousand. He's batting three thirty three. He's five for fifteen, and even if you go back all the way to his last thirty games, two sixty seven with an OPS at a 9.03, if I'm doing my math right here, 3.53 plus 5.50, 9.03. Yeah. You've got Johan Rojas. He, I think, is the trickiest one here because I do not want him on this team if he's not going to play consistently and play every day. He's only 23 years old. He needs to get sent down to Lehigh Valley if he's not going to play every day. We can continue to, you know, hit more balls on the line. Um to improve his play discipline, his ever since coming to the majors, his strikeout numbers uh, have been a little bit higher than you'd hope. Even, even his base running has been a little bit underwhelming. He's been picked off a couple times. And I don't think it's for a lack of awareness, but I feel like with how fast he is, if he can be even an average base runner in terms of skill and awareness, his speed will be will make him an above average base runner immediately. Because he doesn't get great jumps. And then he tries to get a great jump against a guy that's a lefty. You saw this last night, and he gets picked off. So I think there's definitely some improvement needed there. And I'm not fully against Johan Rojas being in the major leagues. I'm only against him being up here if he's not going to play on a semi-regular basis. If he's going to play two out of three games in a series, I can live with that. But if he's going to play any less than that, he has to go down. Weston Wilson got sent down, and his, no offense to him, but he's 28 years old, career minor league player. His development isn't really as much of a priority for me. He was, a seven, he was the 501st pick in the 2016 draft. He's shown that he has power. His play discipline has been really good since he's up there. He's drawn a ton of walks. Well, 
He's only had like 10 plate appearances, but he's drawn a ton of walks. And he got sent down for doing absolutely nothing wrong offensively nor defensively. Rodolfo Castro, well, he's your trade deadline acquisition. He's not going to get sent down. He is hitting one. Where is this number here? He's hitting one. 118 with the Phillies bench. 118. Hey. 17 at bats, seven strikeouts. One of his hits was a weak infield single that maybe sort of could have been scored an error. You know what the other one was? It was off position player. So, in my opinion, he has no hits with the Phillies. Who is this? Castro? Castro. In my opinion, he has no hits with the Phillies. And then there's Jake Cave, who I don't think is getting sent down. His numbers have actually skyrocketed. I mean, for starters, in his last 15 games, he's hitting 325, and he's got an OPS over 1,000. So he's not going to get sent down. His season numbers, he's all the way up to a 252 batting average and a 730 OPS. So I think he's staying. He's going to stay put. Um, but I do think you need to find a way to give Cave and Johan consistent playing time, but I'm just not sure that they can both get consistent playing time in the major leagues. So if you're Sam Fold and Dave Dombrowski, oh my God, I forgot Sam Fold existed. (laughs) I know we all do. What are you going to do with this, this, this log jam? So I don't think you can send down Castro. Do we agree on that? Does he have options? I think so. 